0: everybody, and welcome back to the Point Break Minute, where we point out the moments and break down the minutes, a point break one minute at a time. My name is Jessel Lowe.
1: I'm Marin Kennedy. And I'm Eric Nash from Watchmen Minute.
2: Thank you for coming on, Eric.
1: Yeah, glad to be here. Excellent. All right, so we're doing Minute 28 here.
2: 28 starts off with uh, Bodie in Utah having a conversation. He says, talking about uh how utah never went pro in football he says that's why you never went pro like two years of surgery missed my window went to law school and said law school you're a lawyer wow well life's not over yet man you're surfing then uh i i couldn't tell who says this i think it's nathaniel he says lawyers don't surf.
0: Yeah, and he also mouthed something, too.
2: Yeah, you notice that. It's pretty subtle.
0: Yeah. And it looked like he was, like, mouthing, like, maybe the beginning of asshole or something. But I don't know. Like, is he, like... I mean, I guess it would make sense if he was like, "All oh, lawyers are assholes or something.
1: Yeah, it seems and, like the audio was cut out there.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, and plus he's a lawyer that's trying to surf.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. He <laughs> seems very, very uh, poser.
1: Yeah, I think this is the second time that the movie Hook has come into my head for some reason, but mm-hmm. I just remember the line "Kill the lawyer." I haven't seen that for even longer than <laughs> even longer than my uh, me seeing this, but it is is one I saw a few times, that's for sure. Compared to Hook, probably only saw it twice. Mm. Yeah. Rufio,
2: Rufio. Okay, <laughs> so yeah, he says uh, lawyers don't yeah. surf, and uh, Swayze goes, "This one does," and then uh, another off-screen voice says, "Let's play some football." Even
0: more. <laughs> I
2: guess even after the the two two whole minutes of football montage at night that we had, they still want to play more football.
0: Yeah, it, and it's also I just want to point out Swayze, like when he says uh, law school, you're a lawyer. Like he, I don't know, he seems kind of like uh, like hurt or disgusted or something. Which
2: yeah, disappointed. disappointed. Just like he was hoping this could be like a new member of his crew, maybe. Yeah. But then when he hears he's a lawyer. Like, oh,
1: well, different kind of guy, I guess. Well, the only the worst thing would be uh, law enforcement. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> Which is the actual truth. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, wonder, yeah. Like, could there be anything worse in, in his mind than being,
2: being one of a, those two things? Well, yeah, probably not. That's about the worst you can no, be. Maybe like
0: a government official of some sort, like a senator or something.
1: Yeah. The, the man.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, Keanu kind of represents. The man in every
1: way. Mm-hmm.
2: That's that's the struggle between them, the yin and yang.
0: Yeah.
2: Back and forth. I do enjoy. Like, I mean, I don't know if Utah is really smart enough to to have thought of this, but he doesn't ever actually say that he's a lawyer. So oh. he says he went to law school, which is true, but he doesn't actually say he's a lawyer. So oh, he, interesting. So far, he has avoided lying as much as possible. I think is you know. He,
0: Dead. Well, man. we don't
2: know if that's true or not. He never says they are alive,
0: doesn't he? He does later in the movie.
2: Really? Yeah. I mean, maybe he does. Uh, I don't remember. We haven't gotten there yet. So far, we don't know yeah. whether it could be true or not. Yeah. And everything else, as far as we know, is true. So after the continuation, the assumed continuation of night football, uh, we cut to security footage of yeah. like on like eight different. Screens of uh, Utah entering the FBI office, holding his surfboard, dressed in a uh, tank top and shorts and sunglasses. He
0: looks like such an asshole coming in. Like I, I feel for John, McKin- John C. McKinley. Yeah, I how you say his name? And he looks like such an ass hat.
1: You do kind of get where he's coming from <laughs> yeah, like, oh, in this next God, little bit. And they're all showing the same the same image.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's not like one is of one place and yeah, one 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 one, one monitors of another... I, I noticed that, too. Like, 90. I don't know what the point of that is. And, uh,
2: yeah, to have eight different screens showing the entrance to the office.
0: Well, in the first time we see the FBI office, I'm pretty sure we see those screens once he makes it through those um, first few doors. You know, they used to get buzzed through um, in that, like, all wooden waiting area. Mm-hmm. Like, I think you see those screens when he first walks into, like, the bullpen.
2: Yes, he passes the the viewing room or whatever you call it. The And uh, so I guess we're just seeing more of that.
0: Yeah, but I can't recall whether the first time you see those screens, whether there were other images on there or just...
2: Yeah, it was a pretty quick. It was part of the, the walk and talk that sort of yeah. starts off the intro to the FBI office. You don't really get a clear view of the screens and that that point. And yeah. I I didn't I didn't take the time to go back and view it though, so yeah. maybe. <laughs> uh, we're not we're not quite that dedicated here at Point Break Minute. We're dedicated. We're not that dedicated. <laughs> We've already done that minute. It's over. So after after his entrance, wearing you know, is carrying his surfboard, we cut to uh FBI Director Ben Harp's office and he is in mid chew out. Yeah. And this this is John C. McGinley's big scene yeah. pretty much or one of his big scenes the first scene was pretty good where you know you know nothing in fact you know less than nothing if you knew you knew something you'd know something or <laughs> he always up that line uh that was pretty good but this is this is something you know he is really cranking it up to 11. special agent utah this is not some job flipping burgers at the local drive-in yes the surfboard bothers me yes your approach to this whole goddamn case bothered me and yes you bother me Papas. Oh, for the life of Christ! How did you? Hell, did you ever let me talk into this whole boneheaded idea to begin with? And he is just—it's a great monologue. It's beautiful.
0: So, when he's like saying that, like this isn't—this is not some job flipping burgers at the local drive-in. Yes, the surfboard bothers me. You couldn't take a surfboard to any job. Like, there's
1: yeah. no job that If he was,
2: okay. yeah, if he was a burger flipper and he took his surfboard back to the kitchen, they'd probably have a problem with that, too.
1: Yeah. There's no conceivable reason.
0: Ex- exactly. Like, I In get...
1: most other jobs. Well, no. And there's
0: no, yeah, I don't get why he's bringing the surfboard in with him. It's, like, so unwieldy in, like, such a tight space.
2: Well, per- perhaps he has a reason, and we'll, perhaps we'll find that out in the next minute. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah, so he, he is just going for it, and, uh, sort of their, uh... Pappas tries to sort of, you know, call him and be like, "Ah, oh, we're working undercover. It takes time. We've produced a few." And then he, I had, I had to watch it a few times to figure out how many times he says no. I believe it's six. No, 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 no. no. Let me tell you what what you've produced over the last two, and then it gets cut off.
0: Never has there been more no's since the movie Sexy Beast. So. <laughs> yes. Oh. Yeah.
2: If you've seen Sexy Beast, uh, great movie, one of my favorites. Uh, Ben Kingsley has, I think, one scene where he goes, no, 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 Yeah. just repeatedly, just so many no's.
0: Yeah.
2: This is, uh, this is, you know, six is pretty good, but compared to that, it's really nothing.
0: Yeah. I also noticed Keanu's gotten a tan. He's looking a little healthy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Busey's outfit just makes him look like a tired dad after a long day of the with his kids. Like, yeah. he just looks so just exhausted. Yeah, I kind of feel bad for him, too, in this
2: scene. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a tired old, you know, tired old FBI agent. He's yeah, just trying to do his best. And he thought, I think he thought this case, you know, this might be the one that sort of gets me back. Gets me back well, into the, the Keanu leads good... him
0: to believe that.
2: Yeah, kind of. Keanu kind of inspires him, and he's like, "Oh, this maybe this case. If I get this, I'll be back in the the good graces of the leadership." And now it's just not going that way. Well,
0: and he doesn't get to do any of the fun stuff either. Like he doesn't get to go do surfing or flirt with the girls or hang out with Bowie.
2: That's true. Like... Well, I mean, he he could have gone. He could have been the surfer, but I mean, he was like, he said, "It's you or me on that surfboard." So I guess either he didn't want to, or he just didn't think it would be believable. It,
0: well, I like,
2: well, guess <laughs> he's you know he's being a good agent there. He knows that Keanu looks more like a surfer than he does, no. but I guess yeah maybe he resents that. I do in my head canon. I feel like Busey is kind of you know he got this idea like the ex-presidents are surfers, and I think that might come from a certain fascination he has.
0: Yeah,
2: like, you know, in a different lifetime, and I can kind of associate with that. Like in a different lifetime. I could have gone down to SoCal and been like a surf rat. I mean,
0: nothing, just, nothing, stopping yet. I
2: could just change my whole life now and do that. I suppose.
0: Yeah.
2: That'd be, be pretty big, pretty big change.
0: I, but I feel like you can't be received similar to how Keanu's received <laughs> down there. Yeah,
2: it would. Be
1: like never too late to start. Yeah. At Twenty-seven.
0: Yeah.
1: That's what I mean. Yeah. I so, just, I just lo- I love how Busey's the calm one here. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, too. He's and, and trying to calm down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the back talks, and
2: yeah, he is trying to calm down the the frothing at the mouth John C. Right. McGinley. Yeah. Who, is, yeah, he's just like he's about to explode. I think, as as they say on on uh, Mystery Science Theater, sometimes when they see a performance like this, it's, he's trying to push his
1: skull out of his head. Oh, <laughs> oh I haven't watched enough of that. I've, I've seen a little bits here there. The thing I was going to bring up is um, uh, the Kevin Smith podcast, Hollywood Babylon. They have oh, a yeah. segment there for uh, exquisite acting. Nice, and this in this this is the kind of scene. If they haven't already done it, I'm, I want to submit it so bad. <laughs> yeah, it's
2: great. He, I mean, John C. McGinley's always great, but I think this is one of his finer moments. You know, he's he's just mm-hmm. all in with the the you know, blowing his top FBI director. He's just you know, he has these great scenes where he's just. <laughs> choose these guys out and just goes all yeah. the way
0: at first it really bugged me i'll be honest i'm like oh this is just so much like you thought it was too much it. yeah but it's just it it's this is point break yeah and it's perfect for the movie because it's just like the quintessential like you know you got to play by the rules rookie cop kind of thing
1: yeah know? yeah it's kind of cliche
0: yeah exactly
1: yeah. he takes it to that level where it's worth it
0: <laughs> yeah exactly
1: So
2: just going back to the beginning, um, Keanu says two years of surgery. So I guess like he says in the previous minute, his leg, his knee bent back 90 degrees, the wrong angle. So that's pretty bad. I don't know that much about, you know, how these things work, but two years seems like a lot.
0: Well, um, when I tore my ACL and my meniscus, um, which is probably not... As intense as like bones being need to be reset and all that. Um, but, you know, I had my surgery and then I was out for over a year. And then there's rehab and there's um, like retraining you need to do and all of that and um, physical so, therapy beforehand. And
2: so I guess what you're saying is he wasn't on the table for two years straight, there was just a exactly, lot of recovery. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. <laughs>
0: But, I mean, there could have been multiple surgeries, too. Yeah. Especially yeah. if it was, like, multiple different crazy breaks or if he, like, broke and tore, you know, ligaments and all that. So, it could have been, like, a whole string of things.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I guess that makes sense.
0: Yeah. But it's a weird way to phrase it. Two years <laughs> yeah. of surgery.
1: Two years. Yeah, you could have said two years usually, of recovery. Yeah, it's usually, like, a number.
0: Like yeah.
1: five surgeries over two years or yeah, surgeries or... Like,
0: yeah. I wonder if that was a messed up like a messed up line, or if that was like actually how it was written in the script.
2: Yeah, previous guest uh, Simon Irving si- Simon Irving brought up the fact that the the previous scenes on the beach kind of ring a little bit of uh, ad lib. So we're wondering if it, it could have been one of those things where it's like, yeah, you, you, you had surgery, and then he just had to sort of make up a line around that. Sort of like, yeah, you tell him about your surgery, you tell him how you went to law school, and yeah, just figure it out. I don't know if that's the case, but. It falls in
1: line with that theory.
2: Interesting.
1: And I can't say I look close enough, but I I can imagine some of this stuff uh, could have been some ADR. Yeah. Yeah, on the beach for sure.
2: There's some very noticeable moments in the earlier minutes when they're next to the surf that it's just, I mean, it's pretty clear that, you know, if there's waves crashing, they wouldn't really be able to get good sound. So it makes sense that it would be.
0: Was there anything else you guys want to say about this minute before we do some recommendations? Uh,
2: Not really. I, I just... I really appreciate
1: this crazy screaming monologue. And yeah. I'm like looking forward to the next part of it. Yeah. If I could bounce off one thing you said earlier, uh, yeah. Marin was, I think, uh, I think it was you or, or Jessica, I don't know. Uh, yin and yang. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, I did want to, I did clear, I did uh, find out from my, uh, my freshman year roommate in college, uh, he did give me the go ahead to give a little shout out to him. Um, I mean, this is this is his number one favorite movie of all that's time, said, nice. without a doubt. And he introduced he introduced it to me back then, and and uh, Sam Brew Baker, and um and, and he even said that to me in a message last night. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that's when I was telling him I was going to be on, like, that's awesome. Yeah,
0: it, yeah it, it, you it's, need-
1: it's yeah, it's it's on the level for him. It's on the level of what you can see into it as as Star Wars, which is my fave, really. Uh-huh. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, you know, as as anything
2: going through it minute by minute, you you see more. Oh yeah, and uh, there, you know, especially with the yeah the yin and yang of Bodhi in Utah, the the spiritualism of it, there's something there. Uh-huh. It's you know,
0: yeah, definitely. I mean, and I you know, people have asked why we do this movie <laughs> and why we chose it out of all movies, and it it just has this perfect balance of being ridiculous. But also good,
1: yeah. At the same time, mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah. It's production quality and stuff. You know, it's I, I see that as being yeah. a you know a good thing. <laughs> it's it's, yeah. a, it's something that elevates it. Yeah, it gets elevated. I feel
2: like it could have been like in the hands of uh, a lesser director and lesser other you know crew and cast, it could have ended up being a good bad movie. Like you know, Jean Claude, if it's like Jean Claude Van Damme doing this yeah. or something like that, it could have been like, well, that's, that's a fun stupid movie but it's like it has that that shell that sort of like basis of that kind of movie but then it gets elevated Mm -hmm. to another level i feel like that's so it has kind of both both sides to it i can enjoy it as a good movie and also as a ridiculous concept and a silly you know surfing bank robbing movie Mm -hmm. (laughs) all right uh what recommendations
0: Yeah, do you want to kick
2: us off? Sure. This is the obligatory. We're in December, so a Star Wars movie came out, and I saw it, and I liked it. So yeah, The Last Jedi. I liked it. I recommend it. Um, I guess this one's interesting. I'll say a little bit without spoiling it. Uh, I find the the response to it kind of fascinating. How you know every yeah yeah, every Star Wars movie to a certain extent is divisive because people care so much that you know some people are going to love it, some people are going to hate it, some people will be in between. But this one seems to have Created, you know, a new level of that in some way, and I, I find that really interesting. It's uh, it's not a perfect movie. It's not my favorite Star Wars movie, but I really enjoyed it. Um, and I really enjoyed what uh, what it did in kind of a subversive way, without giving too much away. How it um, it, it broke expectations in a really interesting way. And some people didn't like how it did that. I did. So that's all I'll say. I, I liked it.
0: And um, as somebody who's really far removed from Star Wars, um, could you elaborate more on like what you mean by, how was it divisive, or like what do you think people didn't like about it? Well,
2: I don't want to get oh, okay. too far into okay. plot, but okay. it, there were certain things... Okay, spoiler alert. If you haven't seen The Last Jedi, just skip to the <laughs> end of the podcast. Go to the next minute. Um, there were things that were set up in The Force Awakens that were maybe set up on purpose and also kind of built up over the two years that we've had by people who, you know theorize and um i think ryan johnson was did a good job of you know if if it had gone that way if it had been a movie where it's like oh everything we thought would happen happened that would be kind of a boring
1: movie that would have been awful
2: um so i really appreciated that he he really went out of the way to go in a direction that was unexpected and uh some in some ways it seemed like he was, was kind of a fuck you but i I was okay with that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just, uh, I like the kind of like, yeah, let's let's blow it up a little bit. Interesting. Yeah, I got your Star Wars now. Look what I do with it.
0: Interesting. And this is the same director who did the Brothers Bloom.
2: Yeah, Brothers Bloom, Brick, Looper.
0: Did it have the the similar, like, kind of, like, whimsicalness that Brothers Bloom had? In
2: some ways. Um, The other thing that I I heard someone say about it, which I I agree with, is that Ryan Johnson, all his movies in a certain way are like, looking in on themselves a little bit like brick is a sort of examination of noir films Mm -hmm. and tropes and uh brothers bloom in certain ways as as well that one's a little bit more it's doing a couple different things um and i feel like yeah in some ways this is like a star wars movie that is aware it's a star wars movie Mm -hmm. there's like an awareness that uh i like that it was different like we've already got great star wars movies that are you know doing what they do so i feel the way i feel is we don't need more Star Wars movies that do the same thing, and they're still there. You yeah, can they're still there. You can still watch them. <laughs> exactly.
1: All right. That, that's all I'll say about the Last Jedi.
0: And what what would be your recommendation for the week?
1: Um, so this is this is going to be a little off, probably your beaten path um, uh, for for this one uh, is the. It's not even out yet. It's being it's being filmed and edited right now. Nice, um, kind of pretty independent um, documentary on the band Brainiac. uh uh-huh. Um, and they're from my hometown, or roughly my hometown here, my my real hometown, Cincinnati, but I, I've been living in Dayton most of my life, uh, Dayton, Ohio. And, um, they're from here, and they were ready to make it big, uh, back in the mid to late 90s. Um, they They're just getting ready to, you know, appear on, like, Letterman and different things like that. I think they might have hit a couple, you know, of, of the later, even the later night talk shows or whatever that were around back then. But, um, uh, they're, they're just unfortunate, but unfortunately what happened was the, uh, lead singer and, 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 uh, keyboardist, uh, died in a car accident. Oh. Yeah. Um, but, um, so what's happening right now is, 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 is on Kickstarter and I donated to it and I should get my, hopefully we'll be getting a, uh, a digital copy of, be able to see the movie, uh, when it comes out. Um. Is the but Kickstarter still open at this point? It's not open anymore, but okay. yeah. So, de- but definitely, if you just uh, Google "Brainiac documentary," it, th- that's the very first thing that pops up. Cool, and then several other things, and there's there's been news news uh, articles that you can find too to find out more about it. Nice. Yep. So it's kind of like a what might have been. Uh, yeah, a bit, you know, I think, I think they're, they're going to take that, that into it because, um, they have, they they're going to have, you know, like Trent Reznor and, and, uh, uh, plenty of other kind of alt industrial-ish, mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, musicians on, on speaking, you know, speaking like you, they do in documentary style cool. movies. Um, you know, talking about the, the influence of the band. Awesome. That's and awesome. that's and again, that, there's a big tie-in there with my uh, college roommate. Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> that awesome. He int- I'm I'm from Dayton. He's from uh, an hour plus away Hillsboro, and he introduces me to a band that I didn't know about <laughs> here in Dayton when that's I got awesome. to college in Cincinnati.
0: This episode can be dedicated yeah. to him. <laughs>
1: Indeed, <Yep. laughs> it's funny. We live uh, very close to Hillsboro,
2: Oregon. Yeah, so it's one okay. of those yeah. town names that is probably one in every state.
0: Yeah. Mm.
2: All right, Jessica.
0: Awesome. So um, I am going to recommend Attack the Block. Um, oh. And
2: um, It's a double John Boyega recommendation yeah. today.
0: Oh, yeah. So Attack the Block is um, a sci-fi kind of horror comedy about a uh, teen street gang um, that are trying to defend themselves and... Um, this government housing tower block that they live in um, from Aliens, and um, it's John Boyega's first movie. Um, he is, I'd say, the lead um, of the of the street gang. Um, it also uh, stars uh, Nick Frost and Jodie Whittaker. Yeah, and it's cool. It's fun. The
2: new, the latest Doctor of Doctor Who, Jodie Whittaker.
0: Yeah. So.
2: You get you get a double nerd or trip. even a triple nerd, including <laughs> Nick Frost. You get a triple nerd, nerd down casting in that movie. So that's awesome. pretty
0: cool. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, fun like you know, there's lots of kids in it. Um, because they're they're like pre-teen teens, I guess. Yeah. Um,
2: All good kid actors.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's great. And John
2: Boyega's, is like 19 when he filmed it. Yeah. He's great.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's really good. That's that's my recommendation.
2: Yeah, you get to see him do something different from from Star Wars for sure, uh and different from kind of like, you know, Star Wars is like he's he's in the main mainstream now, and I think he's kind of being seen as like, okay, he's like the, he can do comedy and sort of like be the sort of lovable, likable action hero guy. Mm-hmm. But in this he plays a much more subdued character and he's a much it's a much more subtle performance. It is I really enjoyed it
0: yeah very he's, talented yeah he's you know kind of rough around the edges
2: yeah yeah so. all right you got Last Jedi Brainiac is the documentary called Brainiac well yeah they don't have a title so okay. that's okay. that's how Braini- it's untitled right Brainiac Untitled <laughs> Brainiac Documentary and yeah. Attack the Block all right thank you very much Eric for uh, joining us oh, for you. a Point Break Minute thank you. Uh, yeah. please rate, review, subscribe on iTunes check out our Point Break listener surf Chop surf surf chop on Facebook For surf shop there we go um.
0: Yeah. And check out Eric's podcast as well.
2: Yeah, well, Watchmen Minute uh, is starting soon, right? Um, probably about a couple months. A couple months? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you, you started recording, recording, but a lot you're going to debut it. You want to make sure to have a good backlog, just yeah. like we didn't. We did not do that. No. <laughs> we'll be all right. Uh, all right. Yeah. We'll see you again next time on uh, Point Break Minute, bro. Ooh.
0: Ooh.
1: Waves crashing, waves crashing.